0: Your state, your team, your show. This is Sports Nightly. Adrian gets the snap, holds it, looks, sets, throws, pass caught, Wandao, first down, It's on it the 20, 15, shoots a defender, 10, 5, touchdown, Nebraska, Dale Robinson's first
1: touchdown as a Cornhusker.
0: Now let's check the pulse of Husker Nation with your hosts, Greg Sharp and Ben McLaughlin. After an Easter weekend, I hope you all had a nice Easter weekend. I know the weather on Sunday wasn't very conducive to maybe hanging out in your backyard, but it sure was Saturday, beautiful day Saturday. Ben was telling me you were were tackling some yard work on Saturday before the thing turned around on Sunday.
2: So you know the, I'm sure we all have them, right? I mean, there's weeds in everybody's yard, but like we've got these day lilies uh, or had I guess in in the back corner of our yard, and it, we've been wanting to get rid of them. And you really have no idea how deep into the ground those babies go until you're trying to dig them up. It's just like if you, it yeah. feels like you're digging a hole to China, like when you're a little kid. It, it just, just never, never get to the bottom of it. But I, I think we finally got her out.
0: Well, very good. You took advantage of a beautiful day, and yesterday was the exact opposite with strong north winds and cold days. We still had a nice little uh, family meal here last night, and I hope a lot of people were able to do get together with some family. We did a big, we did a, we had a family Zoom with some of my brothers and their families. been on Saturday, we were on there for two hours. We, we were like we just couldn't quit
2: talking. It was fun. <laughs> we did a uh, a sports trivia night with uh, a couple buddies um and it we had you know we had the whole thing kind of planned out and you know we it was going to be a two or three hour thing after about 30 minutes we got kind of tired of that and we did turned into just us sitting there talking to to one another so (laughs) yeah it it's it's crazy just you know like it doesn't really seem like that fun you know looking at a computer screen and you know, just talking to people, but you, you kind of miss, you realize how much you miss just the face-to-face interaction that you have with people. I mean, I, you know, I feel like a lot of times when you're out walking the dog or whatever, normal times you're, you're doing it to get done with it. And people are outside doing stuff to get done with whatever they're doing. But now anymore, it's like, I don't ever pass anybody without talking to them in some capacity. It's uh, <laughs> it's it's just weird times that we're all in right now. Sure is. Um, this week was to be the week leading into to
0: Nebraska's spring game. And earlier today, the Huskers social media group put out a tweet that said, this Saturday game day is on, online, <laughs> April 18th at 1 o'clock. Husker Athletics will be streaming a simulated red-white spring game featuring Husker Football Nation legends Uh, So they're encouraging people to wear red, celebrate, uh, send some pictures of you. If you're going to do a little tailgate party in your driveway or your backyard, send them, they're going to be posting them throughout the day. Uh, So they're going to mix and match and put together a simulated game. This is a pretty cool idea. A simulated game of all-time Husker greats. So you could have, oh, you could have Adrian Martinez lining up under center And looking across the field, and there's Levante David or Barrett Roode staring at him from their linebacker positions. It's going to be really cool, really neat. They're going to drop the rosters for the red and the white tomorrow. Uh, This will be fun. I think this will be a fun thing. Obviously, it's not as good as the real thing, but it's creative. I think it's going to be kind of cool to see how they pull this off.
2: Yeah, I think it's a great idea, and I feel like um – you know we're we as fans are just are starving so so much for something new and something that we we haven't had um i have just been crushing old husker games on youtube for the last uh, pushing two weeks now um and so i feel like yeah anything to just to occupy number one occupy your time but more importantly to fill that void of sports more importantly husker sports it's uh, you know, you, you take every avenue that you can, and you know, I think you, you throw the, uh, you know, the Husker avenue on top of it. Uh, you know, with our greatest games that we've done the last few Fridays and and, and this week as well, it re- really brings that nostalgia back. And uh, I think for me, you know, just reliving reliving things that you know I wasn't old enough to remember or wasn't even alive to remember. To, to, to get the feeling back of what Husker football was actually like and how big of a powerhouse and hearing guys like Jim Nance and Keith Jackson and Greasy and Lynn Swan talk about how big of a powerhouse Nebraska is and being one of the best teams, if not the best team in the country, and hear them say such great things about all of our players, it makes me really miss that and want that back. So, you know, to be able to throw that into one game I think is great. Going to be a lot of fun. Again, they're going to drop the rosters tomorrow, so there'll be Huskers of
0: all eras involved in this game, and I'm just going to be curious how they pull this off. They're going to run it at 1 o'clock, which is when the spring game would have been. Um, If you've gone on the Twitter handle for the the Husker account, uh, they're also asking people to post photos of your game day celebration from home using gbr united and you could be featured at halftime they're going to put up some pick pe- pe- people's picture at halftime at a simulated game they've also uh, put up some wallpaper for you to put behind your pictures so do that and they're going to do it to to honor healthcare workers who are out there on the front lines fighting this covid 19 so should be a lot of fun trying to find a way to, to get uh, you know people kind of engaged and excited about all of this and going kind to of keep the fever going a little bit and so we we're going to play along with that tonight it was our run to twitter poll uh in honor of the huskers virtual spring game if you were drafting a husker football legend team which position would you use first would you draft quarterbacks with guys like tommy frazier or eric crouch would you draft running backs like mike Rogier or Amir Abdullah, would you take defensive tackles first with an Indomitian Sioux or a Rich Glover? Would you go get a good linebacker like Barrett Roode or Levante David? All right, so general manager Ben McLaughlin, you're on the clock. What would you do with that number one pick?
2: Well, I think it, to me it depends what coach I have and what system I'm running because, uh, you know, if, I, if I'm if i not running an option, you know, if, if, I, if I'm sticking with, with Coach Frost's system, I don't know that past quarterbacks fit that too well. Um, then it, then it, again, it is a spring game, so I don't know how much hitting they're going to want to do. I don't know that Endomic and Sue will can be completely turned loose, but I think in this hypothetical scenario <laughs> on the video game, there's not going to be any green jerseys out there on the field. I think everybody's going to kind of have a target on their back. Um, probably going quarterback first, it's, it's pretty hard not to. You know, they're, they're kind of making the whole thing run, but, boy, when you start throwing those names out at, at all the positions – um, you know, Razier, Razier, Abdullah, Burkhead, Lawrence Phillips, Amon Green. Uh, it's Ken Clark. It's pretty hard to not, you know, choose one of those guys as well. And then, you know, you, you just pick your poison on up on the defensive side as well. But give me quarterback. I think, I think if I'm starting a team, I'm probably starting there. But I don't know that there's a wrong answer in this scenario.
0: I'm thinking back to all the spring games and so many spring games – the star of the game ends up being a running back. So I might lean running back. I might go grab Mike Rogier or one of the great backs, Amon Green, with my number one pick because I feel like we're going to be a pretty heavy ground-oriented type game. So <laughs> I think I might go grab a running back. Which one are you taking? Ooh, see, now you're putting me on the spot now. Um, hard to overlook Mike Rogier's, what, 8.4 yards per carry that he had <laughs> in that Heisman Trophy season. Uh, at his prime, he was pretty hard to beat. There would be, there'd be people that line up and say, give me Lawrence Pete. Yeah. First, or, I mean, so I don't know. It would it, be interesting. We'll see what the poll. I haven't looked at the poll yet. We've got about 50 votes already. All right, I'm going to put my vote in. You're right. Most people are going quarterbacks. 47% of our first 60 votes are quarterbacks. 40% are defensive tackles. How about that? Looking at a big Sue or Rich Glover.
2: Yeah. Um, I love it. I mean, there, you just can't go wrong with it. And a lot of it's like that personal attachment too. you know, like we probably have some older folks that, that are listening right now that are, that are yelling at their radios that we haven't said a, a, a name or huge Rick Glover fans or, um, Stein cooler fans or, or whatever it is. But that's the great thing about Nebraska and, uh, you know, watching those old games and hearing all those names of. And even seeing guys that Greg, you and I talk to every once in a while, old Husker players on the sideline, or you know, in my case, a, a co-host seeing Brendan Stie with facial hair and and hair on his head, you know, in that '94 Colorado game that I watched this weekend, you know, it's uh, it put you've got that kind of personal t- attachment, personal affinity, and, and to a lot of a lot of the the players back then, Greg, it's where you're from, you know, those small town Huskers that found their way on the fields that that you know, made, made some hometown folks very proud. So you just, it's interesting to find out what, what, you know, what it means to everybody.
0: Well, it's going to be fun to follow that poll throughout the night against our Runs of Twitter poll at Husker Sports to follow. If you were drafting first, what position would you go get? Would you go get a quarterback, a running back, a defensive tackle, or a linebacker? And right now it's tight between the quarterbacks and the defensive tackles. We just threw some names up there as examples. You, if you went quarterback, you wouldn't have to take Tommy or Eric Crouch. You'd go get somebody else if you wanted to. You could go, if you, if you wanted to throw the football over the place, maybe you go get Vince Ferragamo. Put him out there as your quarter, starting quarterback at that at that spot, or maybe Turner Gill's your guy. So we just threw some names up there as examples, but it'll be fun to follow that. And again, the rosters for this virtual game will drop tomorrow. I can't wait to see, and then try to handicap who I think's better, the red or the white. When they, once they put these
2: rosters out there tomorrow, <sighs> boy, I, <laughs> it's hard to handicap it when it when it's a real spring game. But no uh, doubt, yeah, picking legends is going to be it's going to be just. One of those situations where you hold, you know, you got a piece of candy and you go to your daughter and you're like, "Okay, pick a hand. That's that's what it's going to be.
0: Well, yesterday in the normal world, we would have not only been celebrating Easter with family, we would have been watching the final round of the Masters. And CBS had some fun over the weekend. And Teddy and I talked about this on Thursday night, Ben, that on Saturday, they replayed the final round of the 0-4 Masters, which was Phil Mickelson's first major. And they had Phil mic'd up, and he was with them throughout the four-hour coverage and talked about what he was thinking on this particular hole and what was he thinking about when he walked up 13 and he was trailing at that point in time. And and then yesterday, they replayed last year's Masters, which was Tiger Woods' first win in 11 years of a major in 11 years. And they did the same thing. That was a lot of fun. It was great to hear that. Um it's still it was kind of hard for me to watch it because i'm like i really wish i was watching the real thing the real thing but i know a lot of golf fans probably had a good time flipping on the tv over the weekend watching those two days
2: yeah definitely uh again going back to what i was saying earlier about just wanting to find some normalcy wanting to fill fill a couple of voids just with with time and with uh missing sports and then of course i got you know between the masters between the spring game I'm still getting reminded of Husker baseball all the time. Um, had a neighbor stop by yesterday, and we were talking talking some Husker baseball, and uh, thinking about what road trip we should have been on, or you know what our starting rotation. If that bullpen's still getting better, I'm still seeing Luke Boynton hit the ball. And then, of course, Greg, we were reminded that a week from yesterday is the Michael Jordan documentary that's being released. So right. it's just we're finding one thing, just finding one thing to the next, to the next, <laughs> to, the next to the next, to just occupy the time. And um, the days are passing, but ever so slowly.
0: All right, here's what we have coming up at this hour. Tom Chattel, the lead economist of the Omaha world here. We've not talked to Tom for a couple of months. About time we get him on, get his thoughts about what he's been kind of doing over the last few months he had a great piece great column last week uh conversation with Tom Osborne just to get the coach's thoughts about what we're dealing with right now and what he thinks may happen for football in the fall. So we'll get all that coming up. Also, if you have some thoughts about the Twitter poll, love to hear those as well. 866-HUSKER1 866-487 5371. Again, the Twitter poll is, if you were drafting for this virtual Husker online game, what position would you pick first? Would you get a quarterback, a running back, a defensive tackle, or a linebacker? Boy, the linebackers are really way behind. I'm a little surprised that linebackers aren't a little higher up the list than what they're getting so far right now. One guy, I'm sure is going to be all over covering this virtual draft joins us now <laughs> maybe not tom should the omaha world herald hello tom how you doing i hope you're healthy
3: we're good i just finished season two of ozark so uh oh. i'm in a bra- i'm in a bright and cheery mood
0: <laughs> you're 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 a season ahead of me i started it in february i finished season one i'm taking a little bit of break i want to spread it out but you're you're going through it quick because i think you just started like two
3: weeks ago didn't you I just I'm just mowing through it and um, yeah I can't wait can't wait to start season three so uh, I hope we have a a season of college football. Well, I, and how's that for a transition? Yeah,
0: good transition because I want that's your your, t- your column last week with with Coach Osborne was was a fascinating read and he had some thoughts on that. Fill us in on what the coach thought about this.
3: Yeah, well, you know, first of all, it's it's really kind of pointless to ask people what they think will happen uh, because nobody knows. I mean, even the most informed sources have no idea what this thing is going to do or how long it's going to take. But um, I mean, everybody's getting mad at Mike Gundy. All these people that make, but it's it, they shouldn't say anything. They should just defer, but. I I did want to say, you know, well, I did want to ask Tom because I, I mean he is college football in Nebraska, and uh, you know my my question to him was uh, basically, what do you you know what what would a fall be like without football around here? And and uh, he, he seemed to think that it, that there will be something, and I think a lot of people think that, that there will be something. I just saw a. a, a um, a podcast by Chris Fowler saying the same thing. And his informed uh, informed speculation is that there there will be something at some point. So, but, uh, you know, that was Tom's feeling. Um, But, you know, uh, the, the, the reason we think that is because it's still April and there's a long way to go. And it, it just means too much to so many people. I mean, the the money, <laughs> the, the money dominoes, uh, if they fall, are are, are going to be widespread, and it's not going to be very pretty. What it, I mean, you,
0: you you talked about football means a lot, a lot to a lot of people, and you alluded to it here at the end of your answer there about the money. It means an awful lot to every athletic department in the country, does it not? And I mean. Uh, I think Jamie Potter at Iowa State said, boy, if we don't have college football, we'd all enter the ice age. I mean, it's almost kind of doomsday-like, isn't it, if we don't get a football season wow. in next year?
3: Well, leave it to the guy from Ames, Iowa, to use the word ice age. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I think, well, for – but everybody's different. And that was, uh, you know, one thing that Tom liked, we talked about the uh, – uh, Nebraska's Reserve Fund, the the Rainy Day Fund, the uh, and I got to talk with, with Bill Moose about that as well uh, on Friday. And he went into f- further detail about uh, what that means. And, you know, for years, and this is before Tom Osborne took over in his AD uh, in 07, Nebraska has put money away in his fund. It belongs in the... Uh, it sits in the, uh, the NU Foundation, and it's earmarked for athletics. Um, and remember, this is a department that gives 10 million annually to, to academics. Um, not lot. very few do that. Very few. Um, but the the reserve was 60 million, and it was 80. Uh, according to Tom, when he left, and that uh, they've been. They've been busy under Bill Moose with having to pay off some coaches. They, 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 they've started with trying uh, to upgrade everybody's facilities, uh, volleyball, baseball, all the way down the line. And so, yeah, but it's still 60. And that's amazing, Greg. I mean, you think about Ohio State, G. Smith, told our, our friend Dennis Doug last week that they've got $10 million in reserve. I mean, the world of college sports has been has gone mad all, uh, many many uh, years ago, uh, and it's just it's spending, spending, spending. As, as quick as these guys get the money, they spend it, and it's an arms race. You know, everybody's involved. Um, but you know, as uh, you know, uh, John Cook was telling me last week, it's. Nebraska, like like a good farmer, like, you know, you put that money away because you know you're going to need it one day. And uh, who would have ever guessed that a, a pandemic w- would be the reason?
0: Busy with Tom Chattel, the lead columnist for the Omaha World-Herald. You can read his work online as well at Omaha.com. How much do you think when they're having their meetings, Tom, are they talking about opening up the spigots at the at the at the stadium at the at PBA at the Devaney Center at Haymarket Park for alcohol sales how much do you think that's well, getting talked
3: well I asked I asked bill about that uh, but my, what, what I said was will there be beer at football and he said absolutely not and um, so I know that there's been speculation about that uh you know, before and uh and, and Bill made it very clear that, it, that it's not his decision. So I, I think somebody above above him told him, uh, we're not doing that. <laughs> so that's not an option. That's not an issue. Those are his words. So, But could it be baseball? Could it be basketball? I, I think so. But you're not going to get the revenue for that that you would in a Oscar baseball game for beer that you would if it was in football. Um I personally don't think you needed a football I think there's enough alcohol to go around you know before the game halftime after um I think football is way too emotional It's different than basketball uh basketball is a very emotional sport but not necessarily like for, about football there's nothing that is more emotional for Nebraska than football and uh I don't think you're necessarily gonna need it year but this the rules are going to change. If there's no football next fall, or a shorter schedule, or you go into the spring, it's it's um, it's going to change the game for a lot of people. Uh, they're going to have to they're going to have to dig into uh, you know reserves. They're going to, they're going to have to, they're going to have to lay out people. They're going to have to cut sports uh, if they're not getting their money. I mean, for Nebraska, it's uh, 12 million dollars a home game. You know, times seven is 84. Uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and then I, mean, they, they, I believe that they made 96 last year. So um, that's why they need those home games. So uh, it's it's crazy. I don't know. what We don't know what's going to happen, Greg. But, boy, um, the, the ramifications of this, I mean, it's, you know, the strong will survive. Uh, and we'll just see, you know, it's just – it's hard to – it's 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 hard to project a season right now when there aren't enough tests going around, and college football is 130 uh, FBS schools, 85 you know scholarship players for school at least. I, I added it up on on my handy calculator, and and it was over 11,000 players. Well, those 11,000 players to play. And they in their every state. Every state's going to be different with exposures and tests and all this stuff. And, and our kids back in school. It, it's 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 hard. To, it's it's just just there's too many numbers. It's it's too it's too crazy. Uh, you know, it's not like the football where there's a finite number. It's college is so different, and you you're relying on colleges to be open. Um, and then. If you're not playing college football next fall, well, you're not playing college basketball either. And that opens up in, uh, you know, late September or October. So what happens to that? So uh, a lot of questions, a lot of anxiety. Um, you know, we just um, – I just got to believe uh, in my in my wild speculative mind that uh, this is going to be a gradual process that things will – you know, we got to open the country. We got to go back to work and go back to school before we go back to sports. I think it'll be a gradual process over the summer, and we'll just see how the you know our our old buddy college football fits into that.
0: Tom Chatel is with us here on Sports Only on the Husker Sports Network. A couple of weeks ago, the NCAA ruled that spring sport athletes could get another year of eligibility, and then. Well, uh, late last week, Barry Alvarez, the athletic director at Wisconsin, said, "We're we're not going to do that. We're we're moving on with our next class." I doubt he's going to be alone in this. Saying, "What do you think, Nebraska? Where where do they stand in in this this for their spring sport athletes?"
3: Well, I believe they're going to let every every coach decide, um, and and that's great. Um, but at at some point, again, you add them up and you bring them back next year. You also bring in recruits. It becomes a numbers thing. You're not really necessarily adding scholarships. So I, I I think it's, um, you know, I don't know how they're going to do it. The, the, the non-revenue spring coaches anyway, are already dividing up scholarships among people. So maybe that's how that works. I don't know. Um, but in terms of our, our, you know, the Oscar baseball boys, well, the the Major League Baseball draft isn't going to help anybody this year. It's only going to be five rounds. So it'll be in August probably. So um, July or August. So that isn't going to chase anybody away They won't get drafted. So they probably want to come back. So um, I don't know. It's it's fascinating. Um, Yeah, I was a little surprised to see You know, Coach Alvarez takes the hard line, but, again, he doesn't have baseball either. uh, But I don't know. It's – well, think about – there's no – and I think that's why another reason there will be a season eventually. What happens to football, Greg? What do – all those seniors, uh, everybody's going to have a different number of seniors, but, I mean, you've got to bring them back. You've got to give everybody – everybody on the the football team has to have another year of eligibility. Don't they add it to their, their clock? And then, then you're also bringing in probably at, at, at least twenty recruits. Uh, a lot of cases, twenty, twenty-five. So you got to add them on a scholarship list, and also bring the other guys back. I mean, it's uh, it's, and that that's a financial hit too. So it's uh, we're gonna this could blow your mind. If you just think about all this stuff. It's gonna focus day to day. Okay, I'm watching Ozark today, tomorrow. <laughs> I'm, I'm watching Adam Twelve, or I got you know I've got the Love Boat. I watched the Love Boat Sunday. Uh, Ralph Mouth was on the Love Boat. I had to watch it. I couldn't resist.
0: Well, <clears> since <throat> since I know you have Netflix because of Ozark, I just uh, I started Ozark about six weeks ago. Another one on there is Shit's Creek. I don't know if you've seen it. It's a comedy. It's a hoot, Tom. You'd love that. I know your humor. You'd love that. You need to go dial that I one think- up.
3: I think Eugene Levy's in that one, isn't he? he? He's awesome.
0: He and his awesome. his son, both he and his son are in that thing. It's all, it's a right. oh, I love
3: it. I'm already a, I'm already a fan of it. That sounds good.
0: Tom, we appreciate it. it's it been far too long. Can't wait to see you again at some press conferences. Hopefully, we get this thing behind us and we get some normalcy back sometime soon. But I hope just stay safe and uh, we'll we'll catch you some some point down the road.
3: Yeah, this Saturday spring game would have been fun, but. Uh, Maybe I'll drive down to Lincoln on Saturday and just drive around the stadium once and uh, <laughs> you know, a loop, just to say I was there.
0: <laughs> Take care, my friend. Thank you so much.
3: Thanks, sir. Bye.
0: I'm delighted to have Coach Smelko with us here tonight, Chuck. Great to have you with us. I know you probably rather be getting prepared for the NCAA meet than talking to me tonight, but my goodness, what? How? First of all, I hope your health. I hope everybody in your house
4: is, is healthy right now. Well, thank you, Greg. Yeah, we're hanging in there. I hope everybody on your end is healthy as well.
0: They are doing well. Um, I, I want to rewind to uh, back in early March. You guys were getting ready, I know, to go to travel. I think you were traveling to Minneapolis for uh, to match up with a couple of Big Ten schools. What was that 24-48 hour period like for you and your team?
4: It was crazy and surreal, really. It was just one chain reaction of things after another. First, we were going. Ohio State was already up there in Minneapolis. I couldn't get a hold of the Minneapolis coach. I called the Ohio State coach. He goes, don't come. They're making me go back to Columbus. I'm like, no, just stay there. We'll, we'll make it. And we'll compete. He goes, nope, I got to leave. I'm like, okay. So then Mike Burns called about 10 minutes later and goes, don't come. We can't have it. And then it just snowballed from there, as you well know.
0: Well, what were the conversations like with the team? Those had to be difficult conversations to talk about right when you're getting close to the peak of of your season to have it shut down like that.
4: Yeah, it was really difficult. Uh, You know, everybody was really – Pretty supportive though about everything because I think the guys this wasn't a new virus we've heard about it for a while now and I I, they're smart enough kids to realize just what it meant if it got to Lincoln and what it was gonna do and they were sad they were bummed out because our team was doing very well we were in a good position good state of mind good health to really put a, a nice finish to the end of the season. But, uh, you know, they're great kids, and they just dealt with it. And, and you know, it was hard, though, for sure.
0: We're busy with Husker men's gymnastics coach Chuck Schmelke here on Sports Nightly. We had Coach Brink on last Monday. She didn't get to have her senior night. She had a couple of gals who were seniors. They had their last home meet taken away from them. At least you had your home schedule in the books and done, and so Jake could at least have a, a, send, a proper send-off for his senior night.
4: Yes, and that was one of the great things that we did get accomplished this year was we did get all our home meets done, and we had great crowds. We had, well, we were undefeated for the first time, I believe, in a long time. So it was, it was really nice, you know, being able to at least have that happen to us.
0: What Coach, what kind of contact have you had with your team in the last couple of weeks? Are you trying to stay in touch with them? And then what are, what are you and the staff doing with with your now a lot of free time on your hands?
4: It's pretty weird, I can tell you that, Greg. We're not used to much free time at this stage of the game, you know. Uh, but I have been lucky enough where I have been able to go into the new gym and put the storage – room together our offices part of the gym and just it started with John and I making it in there and then and then John he he stopped going in and then uh, Friday was Chuck you can't go in anymore I'm Like I'm okay so I, I get it but it was nice being able to at least do that um, our team they haven't really been in there at all uh, we've had five guys who were able to get in there for four days and then they booted them out so it's been kind of tough i i sent him pictures of the gym and and we we talk on the phone we email we text they're all over the the states and the country really so I, I, it's just it's hard it's really difficult right now to stay up with everything i just keep stressing to him please keep doing well in school you have to finish strong this semester and uh, you know, we really don't have any control over a whole lot where they are, what they're doing, or anything. Can so you it is very. Emma, what? Right Can you recruit at all right now? Just emails and texts, hmm. yeah, or phone hmm. calls. Yeah, yeah. We we can't travel anywhere though, but we try to keep up with that. Uh, and that's hard because right now is a time of the year where we really go watch a lot of gymnastics meets there's a lot of age group regional championships the Jo championships are coming up so we're on the road quite a bit right now and and there's nothing we can't leave so we do the best we can um and just try to try to keep hanging in there with everything
0: well let me try to cheer cheer up a little here you you, you alluded to it earlier you were having a really good season when this thing got slammed shut about a month ago reflect back for me about what you saw and the growth you saw from your team during January and February.
4: Well, it was it was really encouraging how our freshmen and sophomores were were doing. They really were coming together nicely. It was very encouraging how many points they were scoring for us and how they are developing into really elite competitors. And it's hard to, to do that. And as every coach knows, you know, you either got it or you don't. And then those who don't, you guys got to keep practicing and trying to figure out ways to make sure that these kids, when they salute and raise their arm to that judge, that they don't get too nervous. They handle their emotions and they attack the routine and they do a great job. And our team was doing that. And we were a little banged up truthfully in the early part of the year. And we were coming together nicely there, getting some guys healthy, so they were even going to add a few more events to where we were at. So things did look nice, but sometimes there's more than sport.
0: Again, we're visiting with Chuck Schmelke, Husker men's gymnastics coach. You you talked about the the Francis Allen practice facility. This is so cruel because it's like you're a teenager and your parents buy you a brand new car and it's sitting there in the driveway and now you can't go drive it at all because you can't get in there and use it. But how big a help, Coach, is that going to be for the future of Husker Gymnastics?
4: It's going to be amazing, Greg. its I'm not kidding. It's the best gym in the country. its It's got it all. And – we're just so fortunate and thankful to have it and be able to eventually use it and it's going to be great just to see what our guys can do with it there's so many more pieces of apparatus there's better everything and it's going to be wonderful once we can get in there
0: you 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 mentioned it earlier about that you're you're imposing upon your your student athletes to stay up with their grades how how good is Nebraska at this academic part of this? And Dennis LeBlanc and those guys and gals that work for them uh, for him over there, keeping your student athletes on the straight and narrow as they finish out this semester.
4: Well, those guys are huge. They're great people, and we couldn't do what we do without them. And it is it truly is a team, and it's fun to work with those guys. Uh, Sherry Hastings is our girl. She's wonderful. Uh, we're, you know, getting everybody now to register for next fall already and any summer classes that we might need to take. Uh, Dead week will be here before we know it and then finals week. So we got a lot of work to do in a short amount of time, but they really are great people.
0: Well, Coach, I wish we were we were speaking under better circumstances. I wish we were talking about the upcoming NCAA meet. Uh, but we're all in uncharted territory and I think we're gonna battle our I know we're gonna battle our way through this. Maybe an Anton Stevenson's gonna come up with a cure for this thing, one of your great gymnasts who now is up at UNMC. But I think we're gonna get to get back to normalcy at some point in time.
4: Oh, I, I agree with you and, and we just gotta hang in there and just get through this. This is this is not good and we just gotta make the best out of it and keep plugging away. Coach, thank you. Stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll look forward to seeing you down the road. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me on. Go Big Red, and everybody else, stay healthy as well.
0: Greg Sharp, Ben McLaughlin, Tim Curran back at our broadcast studios, managing everything for us there tonight. Time for this week's
2: weekend winners. Ben, lead us off. Yeah, um, this has kind of turned into a a little trend of recognizing people that need to be recognized along with – some other people that, that maybe deserve the title. I was at the grocery store this weekend and ran into a, a buddy that I hadn't seen in years that I used to play baseball with. He was working one of the stores and so we uh, chatted briefly and just kinda telling me about, you know, his staff and what it's been like, you know, working at the grocery stores the last few weeks and so made sure to thank him and uh and, and told him to uh, you know to thank his employees as well because those people are Ooh putting in overtime right now, so big-time winners to everybody out there stocking the shelves, driving the trucks, and ringing up all the groceries every single day. My other winner is John Krasinski, not because of his role of the office, but because of a tweet that he put out in regards to Major League Baseball and missing baseball and some home videos of some youngsters uh, in their yards in this, in this crappy time um, missing baseball. And it wasn't quite James Earl Jones – and uh, feel the <laughs> dreams, but it it, it it filled the soul, you know, just hearing somebody talk about what the sport of baseball means. And uh, so John Krasinski, well done. He's got that little good news network
0: that his daughters are helping him with, and his wife are helping him. So he's trying to put out something to put a smile on your
1: face every day. We need a lot more of that. That's good stuff, mm-hmm. Tim. All right, my weekend winners I've got Bob Dylan down at the tender age Bob of Dylan. 78. He had his first number one on the Billboard chart of his entire career. That spanned back to the mid-1960s. So how about that? That 17-minute-long song called Murder Most Foul about the Kennedy assassination. I I
0: could never understand a word he
1: said. (laughs) He's got an interesting voice, doesn't he? It's very kind of nasally, but I I will say this. He's a better lyricist than he is a vocalist, but, you know, I I like Bob Dylan. Also yeah my, I mean his music's good it's just I, at times it, it happens and I'm like I don't know what he just said yeah <laughs> my other winner of the week is uh Taiwanese baseball it's back baby it's yeah. back they're playing in empty stadiums they got like fake robot mannequins uh, for the that's the weird fans. why why are we doing that uh, I mean you know, it, it adds some some color to it I guess but I don't know I, I, it's they're playing baseball again that's good yeah.
0: I saw people tweeting today that they were watching that. Where would they have found that? Just online
1: somewhere? I'm I,
0: sure online
1: stream. I saw some yeah. highlights. I'm not sure where you can stream the game. I'm sure there's some stream online somewhere, but. Man, <laughs> that's, how, that's how
0: starved we Junkies, are, right? Yeah. For everything. All right. My weekend winner is 93 year old Olive Veronese from Seminole, Pennsylvania, guys. She, last week, somebody took a picture of her in her house. Holding up a beer in one hand and a sign saying, I need more beer. Well, today, that beer (laughs) company, and I don't want to give them a free plug, delivered her a case of beer to her house. And the next picture is her sitting on her front porch, tipping one back. Love it. Good for Olive, 93-year-old from Seminole, Pennsylvania taking care of business one sign at a time
2: <laughs> oh. i saw i saw that today that's awesome good for her that <laughs> she is got what you man- needed
0: that's fantastic
2: and kudos oh. to the to the beer company too for hooking her up taking oh. advantage of some some good marketing here great publicity although here on
0: sports honey i didn't mention their name i didn't so I either didn't get, i didn't give it to them now oh. people can find it love that that's great what a good hour thanks to chuck schmelka for joining us husker men's gymnastics coach our good friends at J tech offering up some really good advice for a lot of people i know in this southern part of lincoln got hit pretty hard saturday morning with that hail a lot of folks all over town did and our weekend winners that's always fun to hear that as well good work from ben tim here this during this hour of sports League.